You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is not a drill. This is an actual Arizona Cardinals game day. Rise up, Red Sea. Enjoy yourselves out on the great lawn today, tailgating. Just lighten up. Get ready for the first preseason game. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, it's Locked On Cardinals. We're going to be joined by Johnny Venerable of Revenge of the Birds later in this podcast, but it's back to football. Our video is out. You can find it on our Twitter account, at LockdownAZCards. I think I retweeted it at B-O-B-R-A-C-K and at Clancy's Corner. You can find us there on the Twitters. Uh, Peacock and Williamson, they actually are sponsoring this episode. It's the podcast, much like ours, but it's covering the NFL from a national perspective. It's NFL analyst Brian Peacock, former NFL scout Matt Williamson, hosting Peacocks in Williamson's. I don't know why I pluralized both of them, but they're covering all the latest news, insight on every game, every team, every move around the league. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday from Peacock and Williamson's podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for subscribing to our YouTube channel. Man, I am... I'm fired up. It's that dad brain, bro. Yeah, I, I <laughs> zero sleep in the excitement level. Uh, it, it's at giddy. That's where I am right now. I'm just pumped up that uh, we're going to be watching the Cardinals game tonight. I watched the preseason games last night, flipping back and forth between the uh, the uh, Field of Dreams game that Major League Baseball brilliantly placed on a Thursday night. Good job, good job. Way to have like a big event and then just put it right in the middle of the of the week. But uh, that was a pretty electric game. I don't know if you saw the highlights of that. That was a walk off. But I'll, I'll wait. But wasn't wasn't it supposed to be Yankees Red Sox and it got postponed? No. Or am I losing my mind? No. It's it's Field of Dreams, dude. I know. I thought it was supposed to be earlier Sox. this year. It's the White Sox. Yeah. The White Under Sox were the were the team. The Black Shoeless. Sox. Yeah, Shoeless Joe. And then they had yeah. the walk off. It was pretty electric. But I was watching mostly preseason football. I was watching WFT versus uh, New England Patriots. We saw two series from their first-team offenses and defenses. Hopefully we'll see that tonight from the Arizona Cardinals. We'll break down what we're going to watch tonight, what we want to see from the Arizona Cardinals tonight here on Lockdown Cardinals. You know, Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury's already said that expect to see Kyler Murray tonight. He's going to get some reps. Is he going to see, you know, is he going to be one and done? Is he going to go out there and throw one pass and then be, you know, take his helmet off, take his pads off, and just be a spectator the rest of the way? We'll get into that, plus what we're excited to see, what we need to see tonight uh, from the Arizona Cardinals in their first preseason game against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, um, I tweeted out early this morning that the Kyler Murray is an elite quarterback tour begins today. Mm. Uh, this is it. This is what the future of the Arizona Cardinals are going to look like starting tonight. Obviously, it's going to pale in comparison to what happens on September 12th and on through the 17-game grueling season the Cardinals are going to have to go through. Um, this is it. It's either going to be great or it's going to be Armageddon. There's really no middle ground. Tonight? And Kyler Murray? No, in okay. general. Okay. Or, you know, on this plight through the 2021 season. Uh, it just starts tonight, and I'm excited to see Kyler. Obviously, we're going to break down offense and defense, what to watch, what to look for, what we hope to see. But, um, man, it's here. We did it. And one more thank you to the Phoenix Suns for making this offseason easier. One more. I didn't, I didn't in the even think it was necessary. Sun. I thought it was such an entertaining and, and uh, intriguing offseason for the Arizona but, Cardinals. Yeah, but it kept the Valley interested while 
on top of what we've been doing, Bo. You know? Okay. It's Valley Pride. A, a golf clap for the Suns for playing You need playing some sleep. I don't like angry Bo. Well, I'm not angry. I just, I, I've I mean, been, the, the Cardinals have held my attention the entire offseason. Uh, they've done so the last couple couple years. It's, it, it has been intriguing. They've been adding star power. They didn't fall short there. This, I mean, let's just recap real quick, okay? J.J. Watt happens, right? It wasn't the signing of Robert Alford or Brooks Reed from a couple years ago where it was just those guys who were just castaways from their previous roster. It was J.J. Watt deciding he wanted to get out of Houston because it's an absolute just flaming portalette, <laughs> which is worse than a dumpster fire. It's a flaming wow. just uh, toilet, basically. Yeah. Um, and he said, get me out of Houston, even though I've got all this goodwill and I've been so philanthropic here. I raised over $37 million for Hurricane Harvey. Uh, victims, and he decided it's time. It's time for a change. I want to go compete somewhere, and he identified the Arizona Cardinals. Now the Arizona Cardinals obviously paid him handsomely, but he identified the Arizona Cardinals as a team that can compete and contend in 2021. He he even mentioned Kyler Murray as the quarterback and believing in K1, and uh, you know that just kind of got the ball rolling on this off season. We see Patrick Peterson exit. He continues to chirp about it, uh, about his his former GM and how he felt he was wrong. But that era ends as far as the Arizona Cardinals are concerned. Bring in Malcolm Butler. You bring in Rodney Hudson. You bring in A.J. Green. You, the draft happens. It's Zayvon Collins. It's Rondell Moore. It's, it's a couple exciting guys that we'll probably bring up here later in the show as far as cornerbacks uh, Tay Gowan and Marco Wilson. So a lot to be excited about with just how they how Steve Kime shaped this roster this offseason. Yeah, and we're going to pivot here quickly to Steve. So let's pull up the grid because it's it's polarizing. Steve Kime is a very polarizing character. So everything that Bo just mentioned is true. This is a list, 1 to 32, of GM performance through the draft. You'll see Chris Ballard up at the top with the Colts. Um He's had a better track record, I guess you could say, than Steve Kime. And look at the Arizona Cardinals. Not only are they at the bottom, but there's like a helmet between the 31st and 32nd team. It's the, like they're like the 33rd best drafting team out of 32. Yeah, the draft network, I think, got more credit just for being a, <laughs> an entity. Yeah, I mean, they're opposite ends of the spectrum as far as Chris Ballard and, and Steve Kime. And it, it's pretty crazy. If you're just join, like if you're just joining our podcast, if you're just getting into it, you would think that the way that we've talked about Steve Kime in this offseason, that we're Steve Kime supporters and fans. And that's just not true. You know, Alex and I, we used to have to qualify each podcast that we would have discussions about Steve Kime as we didn't think he, he should still have the job. He had some success. He obviously had some success. One of the most successful stretches in the franchise's history under Bruce Arians where they went three consecutive years of winning double-digit games. They went to the NFC Championship in 2015. Got boat raced by the Carolina Panthers, although you didn't have Tyron Matthew in the lineup who had like a defensive player of the year type campaign before tearing his ACL. But Steve Keim, you know, as far as he, the wheels fell off shortly after that. And then 2018 was like the culmination of his roster just falling by the wayside and being a complete disaster. Uh, and now he's working his way back. He had to kind of, you would hope that he had to rearrange some things and kind of make some big time adjustments to how he approached scouting and how he approached team building. But it still remains the biggest issue. 
his inability to draft impact makers. So, you know, if you thought that, hey, yeah, you know, he hit on David Johnson and we all know the all or nothing story where we saw him target Amir Abdullah, who hasn't had a good NFL career, that's who he wanted. And then he got David Johnson. He took the chance of Tyron Matthew. He, dra- he traded up for Buda Baker. He's had little success. But if you look at his batting average, I mean, talking about the Field of Dreams game, I mean, he's, a, he's below the Mendoza line, if you know that, uh, if you know that saying. I mean, he's batting two hundred. He's batting two hundred or below. Below, yeah, it's not good. Not it's just deal. not good. He ha- and you know what's interesting about that chart, Alex, and I'll bring it up one last time, is that's with Kyler Murray. That's with hitting yeah. on Kyler Murray. That's within the last four years. But it also includes uh, Josh Rosen. Yeah. Um, any GM, I could have had a better draft record than Steve Kime, and that's not a joke. No. Steve Kime has not hit like, look at, you know what uh, round Stephon Diggs was drafted in? Fifth. Okay, we haven't had one of those watching the Arizona Cardinals. Like, oh man, you know what? Not only do they have their first four rounds of picks, they hit their best wide receiver in the fifth round. There hasn't been a glimmer of anything that's come in later rounds. And even David Johnson, he was good for 17 games for the Arizona Cardinals. 17 games. Sure, it's not fair that he broke his wrist in week one of, of um, I think it was 20, what was it, 2017? Correct. Yeah, and I mean, like, David Johnson was fine, but it's not like he drafted, C, uh, you know, CJ2K or something in the third round, and he was great for five years. Like, that's not, that's not what's happened here. What's yeah. happened here is he drafted a guy that probably shouldn't have gone number one overall in Kyler Murray. Like, let's be honest. There were a couple guys that we, we thought Nick Bosa was the guy there, right? We, we thought that they, we, in the mock draft for the Arizona Cardinals, we took Nick Bosa at number one overall because nobody thought at that time that a 5'10 quarterback who was drafted by the Oakland Athletics was going to go number one overall. That's just true. That was our thought process. And it's worked out. But if that hadn't worked out, Steve Kime wouldn't be the GM right now. Yeah, I don't. I don't appreciate that was the biggest you, risk that he took. Yeah, I don't appreciate you airing our d- dirty laundry like that. You know, I mean, we got to hold ourselves accountable. You're wrong a lot, <laughs> well, so I may as well be wrong with you once in a while. You're the king of wrong, so I mean, that's not yeah. true. We got uh, we've got preseason football. You're kind of putting a damper on the fact that the Arizona Cardinals, yeah, yeah are playing preseason football tonight. Dallas Cowboys. We were talking about Steve Kime drafting. State How is that going to be spin to be positive? I mean, let's get into the positive. Let's, let's get into what we want to see tonight. We're going to bring on our guy from Revenge of the Birds, Johnny Venerables. You're going to join us here on the Lockdown Cardinals podcast. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at Lockdown AZ Cards. Make sure you're subscribed to YouTube. Follow Alex at Clancy Corner and follow me at B-O-B-R-E-C-K. We'll come back. We'll break down what we want to see tonight from the starters. We'll get into what we want to see beyond that. It's all coming up. It's on this edition of Lockdown Cardinals. Did you see this yesterday, Alex? That Built Bar is bankrolling the BYU football team. 36 walk-on players. They're getting their tuition played Badass. for this year. That's what's going on. That's awesome. That's just the kind of stuff that Built Bar is up to. Also, they've got the best-tasting protein bar on the planet. You've got Coconut Cherry Barcia. You were just telling me that strawberry is fantastic. I completely agree. It's a limited-time flavor for the rest of the summer. So is orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. If you don't know what your favorite flavor is, get yourself a mix box. Figure that one out. Also, you'll know and have the comfort of knowing that 
it doesn't cut any corners nutrition-wise. 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and just 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Do yourself a favor. Save yourself some cash. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. That's using the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right. Back here, Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to bring on our guy, Johnny Venerable, Revenge of the Birds. I'm going to flip-flop with Alex here on the YouTube. There I am. There's Alex giving you the play-by-play. Johnny, football starts today for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, gentlemen, thank you for having me. Feeling good. It's uh, It's been a long, it feels like it's been one of the longer <laughs> off-seasons, haven't it? But yeah, preseason football for the first time since 2019, and a lot of intrigue surrounding this game and a lot of the storylines surrounding young players for the Cardinals, veterans trying to make the team. It's, it's an exciting time. Yeah, it absolutely is. Uh, I want to get into the conversation first about what our expectations, because we will see uh, a bulk, I guess, of the guys who are expected to be starters on this team offensively and defensively, including Kyler Murray. I don't know. I'll start with Alex, but I don't know what you want to see, but I would love to kind of turn back the clock and see the first team offense come out kind of like it did under Carson Palmer. They'd come down, they'd have a successful drive, very businesslike, and then be done with it. I mean, that's the ideal situation for this Arizona Cardinals offense. Yeah, I mean, you look at it, you don't want a minute and a half possession. You know, right. like you don't want run, incomplete, incomplete, and that's all you see. Because that will give you immediate PTSD to a large chunk of when the Cardinals were on offense last year. And I say large chunk, and I mean it. Like, they sure they had their sustained drives, but there were a lot, a lot of possessions that were under two minutes, whether it be a quick first down and then a three and out or just a three and out. Um, you want to see a couple of first downs. You want to see Kyler Murray throw the ball a little bit, pass the line of scrimmage, get DeAndre Hopkins involved on one pass play, get a couple runs in with Chase Edmonds, maybe a dump down. Like, you want to you play the hits. You want to play the hits with the offense and then get them the hell off the field. Yeah, I'll disagree. I wrote an article recently for our website, revengeofthebirds.com. I would not play Kyler Murray a single snap of the preseason. I would take a cue from Cliff Kingsbury's in-division rival, Sean McVay, and sit Kyler Murray and all the impact players. I don't think there's a benefit. Kyler Murray's been on the record of recently saying, and Cliff, that he's mastered this offense. No preseason last year did not prohibit him from having just a thunderous start to the season that San Francisco game at San Francisco he was on fire could he refine some of the intricacies of the intermediate passing game sure is AJ Green playing tonight probably not are we going to see Rondell Moore a ton I don't know I don't even know if he's playing so I don't really need to see Kyler Murray anymore with Keyshawn Johnson and Andy Isabella with the ones that that doesn't interest me um, I would rather see Colt McCoy come out and be efficient with majority of, you know, the starting offensive line, mixing some of the second tier players, Eno Benjamin. I don't need to see Kyler Murray, who's already, let's face it, undersized. He got beat up over the course of a 16 game season last year. Now you've added a game on the back end. So he's going to be expected to play football now, but between August, early August and, you know, mid to late February, just that's not appealing to me. I know what Kyler Murray is. I think he's going to take a step in production this year. I don't need to see meaningless snaps and series from from this you know unit with with Kyler Murray leading the charge. It just doesn't interest me. 
I mean, it's the main reason you tune in to watch the car. I mean, that he's the, he's the reason for most of your your admission. Why you pay the money to go to State Farm Stadium and, and watch K one play? I think that there is value to him getting in there, getting some reps, going out there. Maybe just throw an intermediate pass. Just sh- shut up the haters for a little bit. Just just knock on hit one. Go two for three, for you know twenty yards, and then call it a day. I mean, I I I would be content with that. You know, I'm not asking for much, and I, and I just want to see. If, you know, as you mentioned, the longer off season, I would love to just see Kyler Murray back in the shotgun for the Arizona Cardinals. That's that's my selfish reason. I, I'm sure there are reasons as far as keeping him safe and ready to go. I thought it was interesting seeing Justin Pugh's comments. He's like, the uh, NFL added a game that we didn't even ask for, and uh, we said that we didn't need preseason, but here we are again. I'm just a salty 31 year old veteran. But here we are. I, I thought, I mean, he was not, uh, it continued this training camp of the Arizona Cardinals veterans uh, speaking out and being very transparent with how they feel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it kind of sounds like you and you're upset about something. Yeah. Just like salty and <laughs> mm-hmm. just, no, I agree. Like, but can I just say one thing though? And I know we're, we're going to break down everything else uh, regarding this game. Preseason game should be free. Like, because you're right. What you said, free for fans, because what you said is right. Kyler is, Ringleader is the wrong term, but he's the main attraction. And if he's going to be on on the field for five snaps, why are you paying eighty dollars a ticket? Why are you charging people eighty dollars a ticket? Yeah, I think part of that is just the travel of the opposing team probably comes into play, and the fact that the preparation is different. Now, I will say the Cardinals do a, a really fabulous job with their open practices. That I mean, goodness. You know, I had an opportunity to attend several, and they have concessions, but those are free. You can sit wherever you want, and you get to watch you know, two to three hours of live practice, and Kyler Murray's there. I, I agree that I don't think preseason games should be full price, but I, I do understand to some degree charge. I mean, it's the NFL. Everything costs money. Yeah. So let's keep it here real quick, talking about the, the first teams and what we want to see tonight. Well, obviously, Kyler Murray, and as you mentioned, we don't know what the uh, – you know how available AJ Green, Rondell Moore are going to be, so that kind of puts a damper on seeing the the new shiny uh, pieces to this offense. I mean, as far as the the offense goes, though, anybody have anything that that they want to see at least from the starting unit? We'll get into the guys, you know, second, third, fourth stringers in the final segment about you know how to watch and what to watch for as far as that's concerned. I got I, there. There is. Every little like what to watch article that I've read, it mentions the duo on the defensive side of the football. Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons. Are we missing anything else? I saw Robert Alford. I just want to put him in bubble wrap and make sure that he makes it to the regular yeah. season. <laughs> yeah, I mean the offensive line, as as Johnny mentioned, I think is just to see a little bit, just just to see just to see the new unit, see Ronnie Hudson for a second if he plays. I mean, because that's going to be the you know the catalyst for success on the offense for the Cardinals this year. Obviously, protect Kyler Murray or none of this happens. Yeah, I would I would second that. Josh Jones, the stranglehold that he potentially has on the right guard position with both Justin Murray and Brian Winters out, can he really just solidify that this is his position for the next half decade for this team? Uh, and then also, to, you know, to a, to another degree, what's going on with the tight end position? I know they're all in on Max Williams being the quote-unquote number one tight end, but you've got Daryl Daniels now that's that that's out with close contact COVID protocol. That position to me is just right now is clearly their biggest weakness on the roster. It is below marginal in terms of a pass catching standpoint. And with how integral Dan Arnold was to this offense last year, just to all but remove that element, 
I think is it's fascinating and it's frightening at the same time. And I know a lot of people are going to say, well, they're going to lean on more 10 personnel. They brought in A.J. Green and Rondell Moore. That's great. But I know, you know, third and long, second and long last year, Kyler Murray looked to Dan Arnold a lot because he was 6'6". He could run the seam route. He was physical. Not a perfect player, but he's also having a really nice camp with Carolina. So I'm a little bit concerned with the tight end position. And I think if we continue to see inconsistencies that we've seen during camp, it could prompt a move from Kime. And it's almost like that would be a necessary evil, wouldn't it? I mean, we talked yeah. about it earlier this week in depth about the tight end position because Mike Clay, uh, I think a very insightful analyst for what? No, just remembering the grade that you're going to talk about. Point one. You gave him a point one. I mean, he barely. Out of four point It didn't even yeah. register. I mean, it barely registered. So, you know, it, it's a position of need. I think that, uh, you know, the Arizona Cardinals might just lean on their tight ends strictly for blocking purposes and. Your expectation, you know, if you can get 200 yards from Darrell Daniels and Max Williams, 400 combined, that that might be the production that would be that could help, I guess, supplement the wide receiver core because there's big expectations there. Okay, I want to get into what we're, we we want to see after the starters because I had to kind of like holster myself a little bit getting to it. We're not going to see James Conner. We're not going to see Lucky Foto. We're not going to see Andy Isabella, as you mentioned, the COVID, COVID proto- protocol that all of them are in. Uh, but let's get into what we want to see after the starters leave the field. With the, we're going to witness the bulk of the first preseason game between the Arizona Cardinals and the Dallas Cowboys. That's coming up. Let's get into this real quick. Bet online. The fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The Arizona Cardinals, one and a half point favorites over the Dallas Cowboys. You want in on that? You want to help build your stack for the regular season? Get the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and UFC MMA action. For the next pitch, kick football. Head over to Bet Online on your laptop, mobile device, and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. That's right. If you head to the website right now, betonline.ag, you can get a sign up bonus, welcome bonus of 50%. So if you put in 50 bucks, you get 25 free dollars to play around with. If you put in 10, you get five. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we're back. Wrapping up our final show before. The first dress rehearsal for the Arizona Cardinals 2021 season. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, Johnny Venerable, read that work, that piece that he put out, basically saying Kyler doesn't need to play in the preseason, but we will see Kyler tonight. Uh, Revengeofthebirds.com. That's right, right? That's the that's the website. And that uh, is the website. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we are going to be Ooh. live after. <laughs> I, I didn't know if we'd be like, in big trouble I, if it wasn't. <laughs> I didn't know. I always find it through Google, and I always I'm always clicking or through Twitter. So I've never yeah. like typed it in my search or just on my browser key. I apologize. That's that's brutal on my more point. Than one way to get to it. That's all right. Put it as a favor. <laughs> Whatever you need, brother. And I'm trying to just you know tell our listeners. I just didn't want to get a .dot yeah. org or I don't know. <laughs> Um, but in, in the podcast, you and Blake Murphy do is fantastic. Um, I'm glad to see there, I'm seeing a bunch of other Cardinal podcasts pop up here and there. It's exciting. I mean, there's people that are excited about this organization and just want to create content and celebrate that. And, uh, we're pumped about it. We're pumped about it. And, uh, and Blake and Johnny do a great job. Check out the Revenge of the Birds podcast, uh, after you check out this episode. Uh, did you guys, did you guys preview this week? We do later today. Okay, you're doing it today. And then, uh, yeah. go ahead. No, and then I might hop on to a live stream before the game today. Those are fun, as you guys know, interacting with 
the Twitter universe and getting yelled and screamed at. So I like to <laughs> get abused before games start. So and we're going to be doing a, po- a little bit of a post game uh, stream as well. So we're going to give our thoughts. Maybe it might be in the fourth quarter. It depends on when Alex wants to go to bed. He might. Uh, he might clamor for it and make us go on yeah. while the team is still on the field. But we just got to do it before adult beverages. Bro. Yeah, we'll that, do it. That's what we have to do. We'll do a live we'll, reaction. We'll responsible here. Join us, of course, the Locked On Cardinals YouTube channel. Find it, uh, of course, Twitter, Periscope. You've got uh, Facebook Live as well. Uh, Locked On Cardinals on, on Facebook. So after the starters leave the field, I think that's when people kind of get excited because there's a lot of unknown beyond the star power on this on, in this organization. Anybody want to chime in with what they're excited to see uh, bef- beyond the ones? Yeah, for sure. Um, there's two names, Eno Benjamin, because there's actually been a little bit of buzz around him, and James Conner. We know won't most likely won't play 17 games. Chase Edmonds hasn't been a one, and obviously that's such a tired conversation to still have, but it's just true. It's just a true statement. We don't know what happens with JoJo Ward. Uh, Eno Benjamin's there. There's room. Yeah, I know they brought Eno Smith in, but. If you know if you know Benjamin can get on the field and show something in the preseason, he might find himself on the active roster on game day. And Marco Wilson. So we always talked about we talked about Tay Gowan and Marco Wilson being if one of those two guys can pop. The Cardinals traded up, drafted Marco Wilson, traded with the Ravens. The Ravens traded back, and in the fifth round, Bo, who did they draft? Who we were talking about for two years, Sean Wade out of Ohio State. So there's two guys that if the Cardinals hit right good things will happen for this cornerback room. And Marco Wilson seems to be the catalyst. He seems to be the guy that could lead the charge. And I really like to see him pop this preseason. Yeah, I'll, I'll echo Alex's points on Marco Wilson. I tweeted something out the other day. I think it's becoming more and more obvious. But I, the best kept secret on the Cardinal roster right now is the, the his expedited development. He's been running sparingly, but he has broken the starting lineup at times during practice. He was with, I was at the red and right practice last weekend. He was running with the ones in the latter half of, of that session. And listen, it's got all the athleticism, all the tools that you want. Had he not had the off the field concerns and probably had a higher level of coaching acumen at the university of Florida, he is firmly a top 100 pick now, second round, third round, what have you, but he's got all the physical tools, and I think that that could be one of the biggest coups for Steve Kime, who really, in his tenure, I mean, listen, day three of the draft is mostly, I mean, he's hitting on like 10% of guys. <laughs> and so for him to trade up for this young man, and I get it, people want to dismiss it because the Cardinals are already quote-unquote lacking quality depth at corner. But to me, I mean, he's staying late, as is Tay Gallon, every day after practice with their def- defensive back coach. He's saying and doing all the right things. He is my number one rookie non Rondell Moore and Xavier Collins to watch because I think he's going to play a lot tonight. And then second, secondly, I would say probably Colt McCoy's command of the second team offense. I think Chris Stravler's time with, the, with this organization is coming to a close. I would not keep three quarterbacks on this roster. I think you can put them on the practice squad. I don't think anybody's going to claim him. Colt McCoy to me is, is probably one of the most underrated signings of the off season. Just the rapport he has with Kyler Murray the fact he's had a very good training camp, he's ideal for Cliff Kingsbury's offense, just the efficiency he brings, and the fact that the Cardinals, while they would prefer, of course, not to do it, could survive a game or two with Colt McCoy under center, won games in the NFL, has started almost full-length seasons, has really refined the intermediate passing game, which is what Kyler Murray needs to work on. He's been a tremendous support system for Kyler. Being able to see him function with this offense tonight, I'd love to see him get you know, a series with the first-team offensive line. That's who I would be starting tonight. Uh, Colt McCoy is somebody I think that 
has an opportunity to stick with this organization past this year. Yeah, I think those are all all solid solid guys to check out. Josh Jones, I mean, I think Josh Jones is somebody that absolutely everybody wants to see. You know, on the depth chart, he's at the right tackle position. Uh, we, you saw him last week, uh, Johnny, at some right guard as far as the, yeah. the red-white scrimmage goes. So it'll be interesting to see how they move him around and how versatile he can be. We know that Steve Kime just absolutely just is – loses his mind for versatility. The guy eats every meal with a spork. He's just like, he. if, if it's not versatile, it's not for Steve Kime. So Josh Jones, I would love, because this season, they, you know, we put up the chart, and here it is, from PFF Moo. Is that how you pronounce it? Anyway, Steve Kime on the opposite end of the spectrum of Chris Ballard, as far as his draft classes, as Johnny mentioned, he's hitting on like 10% of his late round draft picks. He could, you know, this could be the beginning of changing the perception, especially of last year's draft class, because they got very little impact. A pair of fourth-round defensive linemen played. Outside of that, you saw very little of Isaiah Simmons, who's going to start. He's going to be a part of that futuristic-looking linebacking duo. And then Josh Jones can change that, 72nd overall pick. So I'm interested to see Josh Jones. You know, you do want to see, you know, maybe if any of these guys beyond – Max Williams, Darrell Daniels, you mentioned the tight end position. If either of these former basketball players can fulfill the need of a playmaking tight end, I'm very skeptical that they can because they've already had yeah. opportunities. I don't I don't know. I mean, beyond that, I've already seen Keyshawn Johnson play very well in the preseason. It's like fool me yeah. once. You know, I, I don't need to see it from him. I need to see him actually play at a high level in the regular season. Do you think we'll see any sort of blitz packages from Vance Joseph tonight? I, I, Do you think we'll see guys flying at quarterbacks tonight? I think it's going to be very vanilla uh, on both sides of it. I mean, a very. I, I don't. I don't recall. Uh, you know, the offense getting crazy with any kind of gadget plays or any kind of um, you know crazy moves, maneuvers, playbooks. Uh, it's it's pretty pretty standard stuff, offensive and defensively. Yeah, and I would also plug a guy like Evan Weaver, who listen was the Buckus Award winner. Pac-12 defensive player of the year, the year, you know, before Simmons was, you know, taking the world on fire at at Clemson. I mean, he was a premium college football player and was a six-round pick. The preseason where I think he would have had an opportunity to make his mark last year was just stolen from him because of the pandemic. They stashed him away on the practice squad. He is still pretty far down on the depth chart in terms of crack. I mean, the inside linebacker position for the Cardinals is probably one of the strongest on the team, especially with Jordan Hicks now being regulated to a backup. He's going to have his opportunity. So I, I feel for those guys, the Eno Benjamins, that really had an opportunity to make their mark last year, this is their time tonight. And so for the people who are dismissive of the preseason, and I'm not dismissive. I, I know it plays a critical role for guys who are trying to make the NFL. I just don't want to see Kyler Murray play. But for the Evan Weavers of the world, the Eno Benjamins, you know, I'm excited for this, the Keyshawn Johnsons that have an opportunity to say, I'm going to make, be on this team and have a staple, whether it be a special teams or what have you. That's what gets me excited. Yeah, no doubt about it. I, was, I thought it was interesting. You, you mentioned uh, Jordan Hicks, that the Pittsburgh Steelers made a deal for a veteran linebacker. They get uh, Joe Schobert from uh, Jacksonville. I wonder why the. I wonder if Steve Kime ever reached out to him about Jordan Hicks or if it's just like the salary, it's just not appealing to to the rest of the league, the other 31 teams. Listen, the more I have watched practice when I've been there, Hicks is involved. And there are multiple packages with he and Xavier Collins on the inside. And Simmons is 
thankfully still on the field, but he's rushing the quarterback. I think, especially with, with the lack of capable bodies right now on the defensive line, I think that they could go more heavy at linebacker and Hicks could play more than people think. And I put it in my red and white practice, you know, recap in the article on revenge of the But I, I just think unless they're blown away with an offer, which they're not going to be at this point, or they get a premium player in return, I think they see value in Hicks. He's just like Chandler Jones. Put all of the off-the-field stuff aside. They're true professionals. He's going to have a, a mark on both of these young linebackers, and I think he's going to still play a decent amount. It's a lot to watch tonight. Cannot wait. Uh, in you know the Dallas Cowboys, not a great defense, so we should see some points put up by this by this team. First one, and one second quick team. thing. Yeah. One quick thing. Because the season's starting tonight, let's give our last chance predictions. Does Larry Fitzgerald come back this year? Because the season officially starts tonight. Really going to put us I on the spot no. like that? Really going to put us yeah. on the spot like that? Yeah, because I just thought about it. <laughs> I say no, because this is the last chance we're going to get. I, I, think, I, think 100%, I think 100%, yes, he comes back. Yeah, I think he comes back. I think he's going to uh, probably wait throughout the preseason uh, doesn't want to have anything to do with suiting up training camp or the preseason at all. So I think there's a good chance, and the, and the money will probably be right. Make sure you're following Johnny on Twitter, at Johnny Venerable. You're reading his work, revengeofthebirds.com. You're listening to him and Blake. And also check out his uh, – you're going to do the pregame live? We're gonna. I got a bunch of stuff uh, planned for this fall, gentlemen. I, I love the live interaction. Yep. Yeah, we're going to do some streams, podcasts, content coming at you left and right, brother. Perfect. Make sure you're following along at Johnny Venerable. Follow Alex at Clancy's Corner. Follow me at B-O-B-R-E-C-K. And, of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to our podcast. Guys, have a great uh, rest of your Friday. Enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you later tonight after the game. We'll, and if you don't, if you listen to the podcast, you can find it on your podcast provider right under your tree like a Christmas present Saturday morning, and then we'll have a full recap on Monday. Enjoy it. We'll talk to you guys soon. Cardinals football is here.